This week on the BAMFCAST. The only law is the BAMFCAST. The only justice is John Steele's. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. BAMFCast. Episode 154. Holy shit. Holy shit. Exactly. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every awesome episode of the BAMFCast is we uh, we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and we come in here and talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes, and then it gets a rating. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. No. Oh, no. We fight that fire with fire. So... Uh, we decided after Triple X two State of the Union is over, it's time to go back to just some random one off movies. Yay! Hooray! No more themes. May have been <laughs> suggested by multiple readers. A lot of people or listeners or whatever they do to this podcast. Readers of our do things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we did a 1987 Steel Justice as requested by many people. So all right, featuring Justice and, and Steel. Steel. So let's get a plot summary out of the way so we can talk more about this. Okay. When a drug dealer's assassin guns down his best friend and fellow policeman Lee, troubled war vet turned rogue cop John Steele sets out for revenge, only to discover that the shooter is the son of an old enemy from his days in Nam. Now Steele breaks out the heavy artillery and takes the hurt straight to the gang leader's doorstep. Yeah! Not, not really. <laughs> sort of. Something like that. Okay. I think that was like box review okay. thing, so. Sure. It was built up. So, yes, uh, John Steele is played by Martin Cove of the Karate Kid and Sweep the Leg Johnny fame. Perfect yeah! choice for a hero in Sit an action in a body movie. bag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also along for the ride, we have uh, Celia Ward from some movies and TV. Yeah, she has oh, Sisters. TV. Yeah. The hit NBC series Sisters. Yeah. And she's the fugitive's wife. Yeah. One our man. Ex-wife. Mm. Yes. Well, ex-human. Oh. Wife. Yes. I didn't kill my ex-wife wife. in this one. Right. I was talking about the fugitive. Oh. That's right. I saw that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, had Harrison Ford. It did. He pointed at somebody. And Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, also, told him to get away from his family. <laughs> right. And get off my plane. Yes. Is that the one? Yes. Sweet. Uh, I Ronnie, like that movie. Ronnie Cox is also in this. Not playing a bad guy. What? 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 No. No. Are you sure? No. I'm bad. Ronnie Mostly Cox. Sure. Are you sure? Uh, we also have Bernie Casey. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And uh, I've never say never again. Yeah, yeah, of that. Some other people. Use Felix Leiter in that one. I know. Never say never He's the best again. Felix Leiter. Yeah, I mean Shannon Tweed shows up briefly. Yay! With her does clothes not, on. Yeah, does Boo. not get naked. And favorite Asian that jerk. guy Al Young is back. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of Big Trouble in Little China cast members in this. Yep. Yeah, they all got work in the eighties. Yeah. So that's everybody. That's needs the basic to eat. cast. Yeah. I mean, a few other people show up that you go, "Hey, it's that person." The main bad guy is the bad guy from uh, Missing in Action. What isn't this person um, from Superman two? Isn't that the Sarah Douglas? Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's in a pointless scene, right? Yeah, playing a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soon Tech. Oh, the the bad guy. He was also in Man with a Golden Gun. Oh, okay. Part during the Bond movies, we can talk about yeah, Bond movies during again. the completely unnecessary kung fu sequence. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm gonna have some weird, that's weird Bond movie uh, throwbacks in the second half. Oh, we'll talk about. oh great. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, so certain people have already tuned off. Yeah. But this just movie, that statement. Well, it's quick stuff, but okay. Um, so yeah, this movie starts off in Nam. Yeah. Uh, with hovercrafts. Yes. And, and yes. suiting up, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Uh, I mean, they're you know they're already in the hovercrafts and they're going. Yeah, and uh, 
yeah, there's like a you know, Martin Cove has a snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wraps around wrapped around his neck because you know you like you do. Yes, like you do. It's spends, um, supposed to be a coral snake. Supposed to be, yeah. sure. But it's actually the other one. Yeah, it's the one yeah. that's red it's on the one that won't kill you. But this was black. at 1987. Nobody knew that. Nobody knew that little rhyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red and black, friend of Jack. Right. Red, red on yellow, yellow will kill a fella. Kill, kill you, motherfucker. Is right. that what it is? Yep. Yeah. That's how you know that snake from the other snake. Huh. It's all the see. I always the knew, All touch. I knew was like fellow yellow and red dead <laughs> dead. They, so. Yes. Remind me not Red to go Dead camping the, with you. Yeah. Among many other reasons yeah, not my, to go my, camping with you. Know, yeah. My my theory was if it's a snake, right. kill it. That's good, good theory. Good plan. Well, the king, plan. The little, no, kill them all. No, no. Kill them all. Those are good snakes. They gotta nope. go. Like, Even God, if they eat bugs. <laughs> but the snake gods. <laughs> but the, the best part is Martin Cove spends the majority of the scenes with the snake readjusting the snake. He seems to keep wanting to tie it into a Windsor or half Windsor knot around his neck. Or Just, like a scarf. Yeah. He he sort of whips it around his neck a few times, mm-hmm. like stay yeah. on my neck, snake. Yeah, but the snake's like no, no. He's got big guns, and, and basically, you know, all throughout the credit sequence, they're they're riding these hovercrafts off to the beach. Yeah, and then they get to the beach, and uh, it's the basic. All right, it's seven o'clock. It's time to go. No, we're supposed to wait for these people. It's a joint operation. Mm-hmm. It's seven o one. They're late. Let's go. So Martin Cove uh, basically abandons the rest of his troops except for Lee, right. his, his best friend. Who's actually mm-hmm. Vietnamese? About my best um, and so they they go and basically invade this foxhole and uh, shoot some dudes outside of it, and then it was one of them in. Vietnamese tunnels. Yeah, and then they <laughs> climb in and uh, shoot some more dudes, and then yep. as I think someone who was suggesting this said, there is rat grenade. There's a bunch of rats down there, it's and a one, trap. one has a grenade strapped to it. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. it goes off, and there's some explosions, and they get out. Only to discover General Quan standing outside, the oh, guy no. they were supposed to wait for. Yep. Uh, and then they Once be- again, there's nothing they can possess that General Quan cannot take away. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got a box of CIA gold, 20 million in CIA gold. <laughs> yes, of course. And One, this gonna, all makes perfect yeah. sense. And we're going to kill you uh-huh. since the war's over. Right. They and just I, they just blew the whistle. The war like just ended. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, and Martin Cove's like, hey, uh, great. War's over. You can have the gold. See ya. See ya. And so they shoot him in the back, of course. Him and Lee. Yeah. And leave them to die. Yeah, sort of. Even though, like, this establishes in this movie universe, bullets are like bug bites. Yeah. Like, they might hurt when they happen. Like, like getting stung by a bee, maybe. It's like, ah, and then you're fine. Minor inconvenience at best. Yeah. Because he gets shot in the leg, like... And the ass. Yeah, he's got, like, three bullets, maybe, in in his other guy has got, like, He's got like one in the stomach, and yeah. you know she hit him low. The the lady that shot him. Well, the other dude's reaction is basically like he was just screaming his head he off, like done. he was never going to walk again. Yeah, yeah. I thought I he was done. I can't move. I'm dead. Just leave me. Martin yeah. Cove just sort of shakes him, like get up, Johnny. Yeah. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> First yeah. he suffers. So mm-hmm. they drag him back to the beach, and there's Quan talking to uh, his general, the Martin Cove's general guy, uh-huh. and is like. They've made a deal where apparently they can only take one Vietnamese citizen back with them, and it's going to be General Quan. Makes sense. And then so he shoots a ballistic Spoils knife war. right into General Quan's chest and says, guess what? We're taking Lee instead. Have any problem with that, Commander? No. <laughs> I guess not. Oh, you steal. So, yeah, so they ride off, and then it cuts to 
He should have shot a ballistic Sucks. bullet into his face. Yes, he should have. <laughs> Never half kill somebody. Uh-uh. So no. yeah, well, does he blow up his boat too? Right. Yeah, after I think that? so. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, it comes to Southern California present day, today, which doesn't really work when you start using years after that. Nope. Like set a time <laughs> if you're going to do that. Yeah. Just say 1987. Well, yeah, you can see that it came out in 1987. Yeah, but I mean, the longer these movies are out, it's like, talk about being in Vietnam 12 years ago, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Anyway. You'll, you get the point. I get the point. But yeah, so it's, it does drive home the fact that like 1987 wasn't that far off from the end of Vietnam. No. Know? Which, like, being born after that, kind of, I don't really tend to think in those terms, but all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of suck that, like, you know, nowadays we can't get movies like this where the guy's like a vet who's come back from the shit. Yeah. Because everyone that's a vet that's come back from the shit is, like, in their 60s now. Oh, yeah. from the from Vietnam, Vietnam yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. There's like, still it's a different some... type of the shit nowadays, yeah. though. It's not, like, jungle combat well, stuff. What really sucked was, like, five years after this, they literally had to, like, make up the shitty, like, little invasion things that weren't even wars. Like, yeah. I was in Grenada. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> they had to do I that. I was in the invasion of Panama. Right, exactly. They Whatever. had to do shit like that, and then at least... No, th- well, those things weren't exactly fucking pleasant, but... No, but I mean, it wasn't a whole, like, you know, like, it thousand-yard stare war. It was a weekend like, skirmish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't like you were there long enough to, like, go fucking full Rambo. Right. But, you know, now... People still died, man. I know, but I'm saying, like, it, there's something about being in that environment for a long time that just flips the switch on these people that makes them the crazy killing machine. Now, at least, you know, we can do like, oh, I was in Gulf War One, you know, so I've got mm-hmm. that. Desert Storm. Yeah. Or the decade worth of war that we've sure. had. That's, yeah. It's well, a we long need a time to. A couple more yeah. years and we'll start having those people. In, oh, yeah. For the next 10 years, we'll have I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> we already have those. Yeah. This is pretty much why we keep starting wars is so that we can make movies mm-hmm. about people that come back. It's all then. to fuel the Hollywood machine, yeah. man. Yep. Follow the money. Yep. What? I don't know. Oh, never mind. Okay. I shouldn't have said anything. Butter your tinfoil hats, folks. Sure. So, in present-day uh, Southern California, there is a drug bust going on on this ship. Um, Bernie Casey is there, along with Lee, now slightly older, I guess. Sure. And, Twelve years old. Yeah, they are They are busting this gang, and there's a little bit of a... Gangbusters. It's a little bit of a chase. Like, this, uh, you know, Al Leung, the, you know, hey. that guy, Asian guy, gets in a truck, starts driving away, and Lee kind of does some... A chase. Has, like, some hardcore parkour <laughs> over some stuff, and... Yeah. Jumps on the truck and is like, freeze. And cut to Ronnie Cox being the police uh, lieutenant or whatever. And they do the test the cocaine thing. And, oh, it's talcum powder. Uh, oh, no. They were on to us and switched <laughs> it. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah. Unlike, like, it would never happen nowadays. But Ronnie Cox just, like, puts his finger in the cocaine and licks it. And he's like, sure. It's talcum powder. Nowadays, yeah. the chief would be like, mm, let me yes. get my med kit out. <laughs> Oh, it didn't turn oh, green. Blue, blue. <laughs> Science, man. Yeah. yeah. Just put your finger in it. Science right. totally ruined cop movies. Taste it. Yeah. I always wondered about the, you know, they have the, the thing of cocaine with all the little bags. There's always one that has a hole in it from the knife or whatever they've used to test it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always one that's just leaking cocaine all over the place. That's a free well, for the staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's the yeah. staff bag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone dig in once the deal is done. Sure. Right. This bag is going to go bad anyway. Yeah, it's already... Yeah, it's yeah. like working at the grocery store. It's like, oh, this bag of chips yep. is open. We <laughs> can't uh, sell it. Someone open these Oreos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta eat them. That's what happens. And then you go back to the cooler and there it is. It's, yep. <laughs> it's like, man, you got to put it somewhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? 
Giant bag of cocaine in the cooler. Yep. <laughs> Publix. Keep you know they cool. do have the Shopping stuff called tape. They could probably tape it back. No, nope. No, nope. no, they get cocaine on the sticky side of the tape. Yeah, and yeah as soon as the oxygen hits it, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta consume with yeah, that. Yeah, limited time yeah. to yeah, get in there. Is that how cocaine works? Yeah, yep. cocaine's like worse than milk. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that I shit see. spoils quick. Yeah. yeah. What? But anyway, can't even let it come up to room temperature. No, no, no. Jesus, no. The hell's God. wrong with you? I mean, how much cocaine have you done? You don't know this stuff, dude. Come on. Apparently, you don't know. I hate cocaine. Oh, oh, I love the way it smells. Chuck did like three bricks earlier. I, mean, I know. I'm fucking like... just stoked. It's all up in my nose. <laughs> yes, that's where it goes, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah. So, oh, shit. I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. So this all goes down, and then we, we cut, are terrible people. <laughs> we we cut to Martin Cove, and he's now working for the Department of Wild Horse Management, I believe. Yeah. 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 Yep. Federal Bureau of Wild Horse Arranging. Yes. <laughs> well, I thought he was yeah. managing wild horses. He's like, king of he's horses. Their agent. Like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah, I got these show ponies. They're, they're a little wild. Actually, I just wrote another movie. Instead of monkey spy, it's horse agent. <laughs> horse agent right. and monkey doctor? No, it's a, it's like a spy horse. It's like war horse. But the, it's, oh, it's the horse is a spy. It's what starts the war. It's the spy horse. Okay. Yeah. So the horse knocks over anything, the lantern. And, yeah. Yeah. Anything like Spy Hunter? Sure. Spy sure. Horse? Yes. Spy Horser? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the above. Hi, I'm Spy Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, it's nah. a raspy yeah. voice yeah. joke. Jokes? It's like a pony because he's a little horse. Oh, because you spell horse two different ways. Correct. Right. Oh, that's, oh, that's funny. A, that's a homonym. Mm-hmm. You're a homonym. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway. that's still justice. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, Martin so Cove, he's working as the horse <laughs> agent, <laughs> and he goes to apparently this deal where he's supposed to be selling a few wild horses. I, I suppose. Sure. And to these brothers that apparently all they do is buy horses and then slaughter them to make dog food or whatever. Are they, they do. French or Bastards. something? I don't know. But Martin Cove is not having any of this. No. And so he goes back to his truck. Grabs his shotgun, opens up the back of the trailer, and just starts firing a few wild shots in the air, which, of course, makes the horses run. Yeah. And he goes, well, we'll see how you deal with this with, you know, with the media t- covering this. Because these horses just start running through the neighborhood. and <laughs> Knocking over kids on skateboards. <laughs> yep. Guy on a bike falls off. Yeah, kind of glorious. Oh, my God, wild horses run. Mm-hmm. And then Why is there no department managing these wild horses? <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently his job is done because he goes to the country western bar. To drown mm-hmm. his sorrows. I'm pretty wild, sure he got fired. Oh, well, yeah, turkey. he told me he was fired. Uh, sure. Which didn't make much sense, considering he apparently worked for a department, yet he's bringing <laughs> him to the guy as a delivery guy. I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah. But anyway. His role was very ill-defined. Sure. In this organization. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't have better fleshed out. I know. They really they Wild should've... Horse Management Bureau bureaucracy. Yeah. They should have had some advisors from the Wild Horse bu- Bureau. Yes. Agency. I'm I am disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he goes to the Horse. country bar. Yeah. Drowning himself with. And that's where drinking. we meet Celia Ward, who is his mm-hmm. ex-wife. Yep. Though we don't really know it right off the bat. No. We know there's flirty. something going on there. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you did it again, didn't you, John Steele?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what do you think you?" Yeah. Yeah. And then the cops and the owner of the horses show up, and they're going to arrest him. And she's telling him how, "Oh, you need to go with them. You'll never change. You're crazy." Loose cannon, mm-hmm. though she never says loose cannon. No, because nope. of course nobody, nobody ever does. fucking says loose cannon. Nope. in any movie that we ever see. I would. I, I just want to throw this out there. There is a an actual Bureau of Land Management Wild Horse and Burrow program. 
Sure. Okay. So this movie's accurate. Uh, Sweet. Sure. Sure. Extra jocks for accuracy. So they're in charge. Obama. They're in charge of horse food <laughs> yeah, dog, sales. Of dog food sales. Right. Yeah. And okay. glue making. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as that's clearly defined. There go those listeners. <laughs> We've lost all our listeners all at the this horse point. Listeners? Come on. Yeah. They said nay. Horse listeners, if you haven't left. Hey. <laughs> mm. Just making me more angry. Uh-huh. But anyway, he gets in a bar fight that does not turn into a Donnie Brook, even though it's in a country bar. Boo. Yeah, that's I, bullshit. I blame Boo. the band. I'm just going to throw it out there. I blame the band. The band should have had chicken they're wire playing and kept like, playing. Yeah. yeah, they're playing like low-key country. Yeah. Like, I was I was half expecting like them to look at each other and kind of shrug and, and then the start playing song. the... Yeah. Like they were setting up for that. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Those guys, or for man. them to jump in or something, they just mm. yeah needs to be. I didn't a like that band at all. No, nope. nope. all country band. and western bars with bands need to have chicken wire and fighting music. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, so they just kind of arrest Martin Cove after you know getting in a little bit of a fight. Yeah, and uh, well, he threatens an officer with the snake. Sure. Yes, three steps. We learn the name of the snake is three steps because right. you will get bit and not be able to take three steps before you die. Right. Which comes into play, actually. Sure. Of course it Spoiler does. Spoiler alert. Sorry. But yes. Chekhov's snake. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's uh, arrested, hanging out in jail, and Lee goes to see him and, I guess, bail him out or get him out in whatever way. Sure. Takes him home, throws him in the bath, because he's a dirty fucker at this point in time in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, Wait, he's just sweating through shirts the, left and right. I get the feeling Martin Cove is always a dirty fucker. Sure. Let's just... Well, we're skipping we'll over the moment where he sort of gropes the 30-year-old daughter playing a 10-year-old. Yeah. Okay, so Lee's family is his wife. His yeah. daughter, who acts like she's 13, 14, maybe, we'll, gi- we'll give her 15 or 16, but she's obviously not. She was at least 28 years old when this movie was made. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we, we've done some research. Yeah. But I figured mean, out she was that old. But she's wearing, you know, the 80s, you know, overalls, overalls and pigtails. pigtails and then just acting... St- Absolutely stupid. Like with a lisp and just, you know. Yeah, just like, like she makes Chelsea the daughter won. in Taken seem like good like casting. Aged yeah. beyond her years. Right. right. Like that's how far off the mark they have this chick. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's his family and he's Uncle John. Uncle John Steele. Yeah. <laughs> Come see Uncle John Steele. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Then there's this weird, uncomfortable scene where. Uh, Steel is taking the bath upstairs, and Lee is sitting right next to him, just kind of having this conversation. Like, yeah, chatting him up. Like, uh, dude, um, naked John Steele here. Uh, why don't you naked run the wall? <laughs> but yes, all the all the while that he's bathing, the uh, the Vietnamese mafia is rolling in on the house, mm-hmm. and first they they shoot Lee, and nobody hears because the mom is running the blender. Making drinks. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in and shoots her, and then it cuts to Steel was underwater, so he didn't hear this either. Right. And then then they shoot Grandma, who just kind of flips him off, and... She throws her cigarette, throws her at, cigarette at him, and then they shoot her. And then Daughter was off getting groceries. Yes. So she comes home, screams, then Steel finally well, hears it. No, they... Before she gets back, mm-hmm. they have dragged the bodies out into the middle of the cul-de-sac. Right. right? Yes, yelling to all the neighbors. Yeah. Making a point. And opened the yeah. door and yelled that 
This, this is, is like, the cop who is supposed yeah. to protect you. Yeah. We are the only thing that can protect you from apparently us, because that's how these things work. <laughs> He's sure. basically yelling. And this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then then and the daughter, then the daughter comes home. Black home tigers. And, yeah. The only the only law is black tiger law. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then the daughter comes home, screams. Steel uh, Steel hears this, leaps out of the bathtub, and just as the guy is coming in to shoot the daughter, he jumps from the balcony upstairs. Jumps on this guy and knocks him out and takes his gun, mm-hmm. then runs outside and starts shooting wildly, making pretty good gun faces all all the while. Oh, oh and yeah. screaming just yeah. yeah, and basically chases them off, not really killing any of them except for I guess knocking out the one guy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. and then you know does the only you know yeah, and he holds Lee, shakes and then, him violently, of course, and then of course to demonstrate that the bullets are like bee stings, they show him being wheeled into the into the hospital. And he gives Lee a, you know, he gives a speech about how he's got to take care of his daughter and can't, yep. he can't let them get to her. And we're like, you just got shot like a dozen times. Well, the funny the thing chest. is, I mean, when he was in the street, he was dead. That dude yeah, was he dead. was mm-hmm. dead. And then they wheel him into the hospital. It's like, oh no, he's, he's he was just resting. Yeah, he's all right. He was pining for the fury. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's he, and then of course that's when Ronnie Cox is like. Steel, what are you gonna do? You know, and Steel's <laughs> like just prodding him on, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like that's I, I do enjoy Ronnie Cox in this movie. Of course, I I enjoy Ronnie Cox in basically every movie, but he's he's just doing the whole like. So, uh, are you chicken or are you gonna go after him or what, Steel? You know? No, no, no. You can't go after him. You have to yeah. come work for me. Yeah, do it my my way. Right. Yeah, you gotta do it my way or you can't do it all. And he's like, "You son of a bitch, I'm not." I gotta get them. I'll never get them your way. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know the usual tough loose guy. Can- tough can- guy. Can- yeah. yeah, loose cannon to the to the chief of police speech. And that's when uh, Bernie Casey comes downstairs, and he's like, "He's dead, John." He's oh dead yeah, on yeah, the operating I table. Lee is dead on the operating. Yeah, table. and then there's this steel just shoves him out of the way and storms out. And then you know Bernie Casey's just kind of like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He actually basically says, like, I'm just pushing his buttons. Yeah, I'm pushing his buttons because, and this is when we get the movie's tagline, which is actually on the poster. Yes. Like, you you demanded that this line be on the poster, and it is. And it says, you don't recruit John Steele, you unleash him. Good. Excellent. They've they've won. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, score one for the tagline department. Mm -hmm. But, yes. Well, it was handed to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this, this becomes... The whole okay, Ronnie Cox is just kind of kind of hang back and poke and prod at the right times, while John Steele decides to go after everyone. Good yeah, choice. Where does he actually start? Does he go straight to the? Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, because he goes to, to the music video place. That's right. one of the first places he goes, right? Because like Celia Ward has sort of started taking care of the daughter, and isn't that isn't that what happens next? No, he gets arrested does though. He? For the life of me now, I do not remember how he gets arrested again. Oh, no. First, he has to go to the funeral. That's what it is. He goes oh, to the okay, funeral, yes. and he sees uh, the son and uh, General Kwan. Right. Yeah. And they've shown that Kwan is like this upstanding citizen now who's right. donated all this money to, you know, build a hospital, orphanage, whatever. <laughs> sure. Asian American thing Asians is how they call it. The warehouse district. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little weird. It's like this but hospital yeah, so, by the docks. He gets into a karate fight at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the son, who right. Steele knows, like, this guy killed him. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing at his funeral? Which, yeah. Steele's kind of got enough. a point. Yeah. You know, if 
somebody killed my friend and was at his funeral, I would probably jump off a gravestone and karate chop him. Sure. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did appreciate using the gravestone as a prop to yep. launch yourself. That's, that's yeah. pretty good. Well, yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. But then he probably kind of gets his ass kicked by the by the sun. Yeah, he does. Like, Steel is not, it's, it's kind of established he's not particularly good at fighting until he gets thrown in jail. Because, of course, then he, they go to the DA or whatever, which is the one cameo from the chick from, uh, yeah, Superman, where basically they're like, well, we need to prosecute. He's the one who killed him. And she's like, well, they're pushing charges against you. So have fun. Have fun at dinner, buddy. You know, you're screwed. <laughs> so he gets tossed in jail. Yeah. And then the, the idea is, uh, they get, <laughs> they have two guys just go and start shooting up signs. Some, two of the Vietnamese, uh, mafia guys. <laughs> Go go down to the, and start just shooting up the signs so that they get arrested. Right, and their plan is to get thrown in jail with him and finish him off by actually stabbing him with the ballistic knife that was that uh, Quan was shot with back in Vietnam. He's mm-hmm. kept it. In, He's kept it in a little shiny box. Yeah, wants to put it. You know, return, return it, it. John Steele yep. in his own chest. So he sends these guys into jail, <laughs> and Which, it, that seems weird to me. It's like if you've held on to this thing for that long, you don't just hand that. Yeah, here, here, that, you go do this. That duty off to some dude. Yeah, yeah no, it's it your, your mission. You yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, stab me with this, weird. I stab you with it. That seemed weird on its own, where it's like, no, you you want to be the one who stabs the dude with that knife. Well, yeah. and not only that, after this, sh- after these shenanigans, that plot is gone. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, because the knife is gone. Well, that's dumb. Because, yeah, because he, of course, Steel gets, they hit him in the face and knock him down, and then he finally realized, and they cut his chest a little bit, and... Then they're about to stab him, and then he, you know, headbutts the one guy and tosses the other one. and He grabs a mop. I mean, this is the worst holding cell ever. Yes. Yeah, because these guys have been admitted with a knife, first off. Yeah. And second off, well, they, they have a mop. Real hard. A mop is leaning up against the bars of the jail cell. So, of course, he snaps the mop end off and, you know, starts doing the whole... Oh, you should never snap the mop end off. You always need to smack somebody in the face with the, you know, the actual mop part. Oh, yeah, just, just for a second, something like embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> It there's tastes like bleach. Yeah. Oh. There's vomit and yeah. puke and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And scabies. Yeah. <laughs> it is a jail. Yeah. Rampant scabies. <laughs> yeah. There's mange on this mop. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, so he, he basically finally takes out these other two guys. And all like the other four guys that were in the cell that were just watching this are standing around like, hey, good job. You want yeah, like some cigarettes? Ass, yeah. yeah. And then he, he proceeds to knock all four of them out. One Does, by one, <laughs> one by one, and then just lays down on the on the on the floor, so that the idea is that the prison guard comes around the corner, sees everyone in the holding cell knocked out, <laughs> and goes inside to investigate. Mm-hmm. And a solid plan. He, he sees you know Worked the one the one guy bleeding, which is Steel, and of course he leans down and he's like, "Hey, good morning," and just punches him in the face mm-hmm. and steals his uniform. Right. He steals. Ah. Yeah. So he goes to see Bernie. They're spelled different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but sound the same. He goes Tom to Bernie Casey again. <sighs> And uh, basically, now he's got the knife, and he's holding Bernie Casey a knife point in the back, and says, "Like, are you going to help me or not?" And basically, they just walk out of the police station. Mm-hmm. Takes him to, and a- he tells the one guy to straighten his tie. Right, like he has <laughs> yeah. to throw in some sure. little bon mot at some dude. Right, yeah. but they, he goes to this uh, phone booth and locks locks Bernie Casey up, and then finally agrees to actually you know help him help him. And that's when they go to the music video shoot. Yes. Because Seal Ward apparently is a music video director of or something. Sure. Sure. Choreographer. Yeah. Who, who, something. Who yep. Yeah. She's involved in the biz. Yeah. But you yeah, know. we get this weird little 80s montage of music video sequence. Hell yeah. Well, intercut with dudes rolling up in 
yeah, black, like, black primer Dotsons and, yeah. and, you know, suiting up with bullets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this whole weird dancing music video thing happens and then they roll up with guns. Steel rolls up with guns and basically runs in the middle of set and <laughs> starts going, everyone get out of here and firing into the air. Yeah. Because unlike a horses, they don't really scatter as well. Because no. a bunch of people in the band get shot, and the dancers oh, yeah. get shot. Mm-hmm. And then stupid, not teen girl at all is standing in the in the window, just, just like mouthing, what's going on? Yeah, just waving this, like, hey. 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 You're, you're probably here looking for me. What's I'm happening? over here. Just come shoot me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so this little gunfight oh, happens. Oh, the 80s. And there's like, the, the best part about this is that this is supposed to be, I think, the lobby of a big hotel. Right. But it looks like a food court. I mean, yes. it's basically where all these little restaurants are. And they're stalking through the the plants and everything in this food court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thus, like... <laughs> Returning yeah. to the shit. Yeah. I was in the shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Delta 4, Meet by the Sparrow, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's like this little bit of like gunfight thing, and it... it it all yeah, just kind of dude hits. from Die Hard gets shot. Yeah, which is sad. But then but he then he hits steel. He pops right after getting shot. The bullet yeah, doesn't because, bother him. Yeah, bee sting. Right. Yeah, and so he gets up and hits John Steele in the arm with a blow dart. Mm-hmm. Right, poison, poison dart. dart. Yeah, and this is that's probably the best scene in the movie. Yes, yeah, it is. He just pulls this dart out and goes, "It's poison," and then takes off running <laughs> to fenestrates himself through this window. <laughs> yes. into this buffet line. Yep, <laughs> grabs the carving knife. Yep. Cuts cuts a hole uh, where the where the wound is, sucks out a little bit of the poison, and then grabs a pot that was on a burner and just sears his, his wound closed. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Seal of War. None and of the, those the, people will ever use a carving station again. <laughs> nope. Seal of War and the girl come running up and they're like, all right, great. Well, no, yeah. they start grabbing him and shaking him by the arm. Yeah. He's, he's like, like still like, holding the pot on his like, arm, burning the wound closed. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what's what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, ah. He's like, poison, wound, yeah. cauterized. Stop it. Yeah. So then she goes and, uh, see the war grows and grabs her truck, which yeah. is a GMC Jimmy giant sweet Jeep type thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they go chasing after these guys in the car or something. Well, no, they take off in the car because they're just trying to get away. And right. there's one Dotson left. Yeah. That comes after them. And they play chicken with it. Yeah. And they play chicken with it, but it it loses. Yeah. It swerves uh, off and happens to swerve through a building mark explosives. <laughs> yes. Because. Just. Why not? You well, have music that. video. Of course. They probably had a yeah. trailer of explosives. So he sure. kind of does a bit of a little, a little bit of a barrel roll coming mm-hmm. out of it as the building explodes. Yeah. And then the car rolls a whole bunch of times. Lands on stops. its roof. Yeah, in in a decent bit of you know you can see like the windshield flying out and mm-hmm. sure. they wrecked that Dotson. Oh yeah, something but fierce. Unfortunately, it does not explode. I mean, no, the, the building it comes that to it a stop and then yeah, the building itself did quite yeah. quite well, but well, because it was an explosive building, sure. But uh, yeah, and then that's just that's kind of over. And then apparently yeah. he asks Celia Ward if he can ask borrow her Jeep thing because this is when he goes to the club, right? The social club. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. well, but there's the a little tables. bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of downtime where he sits on the swing with his oh, pink cardigan right. tied yeah. around his neck. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they nurse him back to health. Well, yeah, and then he decides he has to go after him, so we get a sweet montage on the beach. Oh, <laughs> a badass montage. Fire with fire. Fire with fire. Sung by God, uh, I love '80s uh, montage. Hot pursuit. Hot pursuit yes. I love '80s montage songs because nobody sings like that anymore. Nope. You just don't get dudes singing earnest lyrics about <laughs> fighting with fire and going in for the fire kill. With fire. Yeah, I'm pissed. You just don't get that anymore. I'm pissed because like they, they recruited Stan Bush to come back to the Michael Bay Transformers thing and then he ends up just making every generic 
power ballad bullshit song that yeah i mean i think they had him like redo the touch but it was like you know okay it's touch done by stained good job yeah uh, just fucking go back to this kind of thing yeah we need something with guitars and keyboards yeah. and shit <laughs> fire with fire when your back's against the wall yeah, yeah. yeah. right dun, like dun, dun, dun. but yeah you so know, he, song written on a cocktail napkin mm-hmm. 3am yep yeah. Show up in the studio next morning, just belt it out. Yeah, hungover. Just like, fuck it, let's do it. Fire with fire. Just lay this down. Yeah. Eleven thirty with like a pepperoni stuck to your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. But yeah, so he goes to the Buena Vista Social Club and and knocks on and he just walks in and it's full of like all these Vietnamese mafia dudes and they're like, What the hell are you doing well, here? Yeah, and he asks for one of the lieutenants in the Black Tiger Army. Yeah, so he, to which he gets a butterfly knife pulled on him, and he's like, get out of here, and the guy just kicks him to the balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so jerk. He, like, good plan, because he just lumps out of there, like, oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> we knew this was coming, because this place has a giant plate glass window in the front. Yep. Yep. But of course, he goes around the corner, gets the Jeep, and swerves in the middle of the road, and drives right through the uh, through the middle of this glass. And While all the guys look at Lon, just kind of like, <gasps> is he really doing that? <laughs> yep. Dude, this is. totally can't he be is. happening. Yep. Oh, it is. John steals a loose cannon. Yeah. Of course. So he gra- of course he grabs like the right guy because one guy kind of tries to run away. So he grabs him, rips the back of his shirt off, and he, apparently he's got whatever you know triad tattoos on the back yeah. of his, on his back. And and uh, he's I guess he gets the information that he needs off this dude about where the drug deal is going down. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the big drug deal is they're meeting in a in a warehouse, much like uh, bulletproof. Yeah, and all the different people have shown up that are going to take part in this. And he has he has somehow managed to switch the cocaine for talcum powder yet well, again. Before he went there, he went and visited his old army guy. Oh, yes, yeah, and the gun. Stole, stole the guns, stole the sweet guns, and the t- t- mini tank thing. Right, and then got to the drug location early mm-hmm. and switched out the drugs with whatever it was, and then put the real cocaine up on a hoist. Yeah, like over the drug deal for right. some reason. It's it's very elaborate for no reason. Sure. Yeah, he's very showy. And also, before all this, Shannon Tweed shows up for like two scenes for no reason. Oh, yeah, I just she plays the daughter. I think of supposed to be maybe the Italian guy that shows up for the drug deal. I maybe, but I, yeah, I she know. shows up in one scene for legs and then in another scene for bikini. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And she's well because she, they haven't had any. You know, I mean, Celia Ward's there, but she's more of like she's wearing mom jeans and yeah, and, and shooting guns right. and stuff. Well, yeah. it was very cold on the beach that one scene, but other than that, oh yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, he, she's flirting with General Kwan, the old General Kwan, not the yeah. son. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, they have this weird thing. And there's this one weird scene, which didn't make any sense because like Kwan is apparently questioning one guy. It's not real clear, but the thing that is clear about it is he's basically wearing a woman's nightgown. It's very he's weird. He's wearing like a muumuu. It's traditional. It's very weird. It's traditional. It looks like a muumuu. Yeah. It's part of their culture. Is it? Because, I mean, it's it's got flowers and butterflies and shit on it. It is not the least bit masculine at all. Those are the creatures of their land. Is it? I mean, there's dragons. <laughs> you can wear dragons. and I mean, you're part of the Black Tigers. Why not right. have a big Black Tiger? You don't want to advertise that you're the Black Tigers. What if the UPS man comes to no, the door? No, shut up. If I was a Black Tiger, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Black Tiger right here. Yeah, all right. I mean, Badass. he's the head of a Black Tiger. Like, it'd just be a Black Tiger Maybe that one was in the wash. Oh, I mean, couldn't yeah. they just put like his? his was it the dry cleaners? Yeah, his stars yeah. and stripes and his his ribbons on the or something. I mean, you know, he's yeah. got all right. kinds of different. He looks should wear he a dress with his ribbons on. <laughs> sure, 
He shouldn't have worn. He shouldn't have worn that. In the he first shouldn't have worn that. That's all. That's the only thing yeah. that yes. comes away from this. And he's he and he's, worn that. he's around his henchmen. I mean, it's one thing if you're just hanging out at home and yeah. you know, like I'm going to put on something more comfortable. Yeah. Well, he goes out and woos Shannon Tweed in that thing too. Sure. Yeah, it's like, hey, hello, yeah. <laughs> hello, <laughs> Shannon Tweed. I'm mm-hmm. General Silk. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. they're both materials. I, I get okay. it. And when does Steel go to uh, get his army weaponry? The, yeah, that's that's, that's that's yeah. Basically, we're, I jump back a scene, but yes, he goes yeah. and steals Steel. all this stuff from the army captain and punches him out one more time because why not? Because, why not? Yeah, you talk too much. Punch. Punch. Yeah, so he steals some guns and this I don't know this crazy sort of grenade launcher thing and a mini tank with a a mini gun on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he goes to the drug deal. You know, the, all the people there, and they're do, of course, they're doing the test the cocaine thing again, and it's like, it's talcum powder. What's going on here? And he's... And the other bad guy's like, what's going on <laughs> yeah, all here? the doors start closing, and you just hear him from off screen, like... Echoing. Echoing, right. and he's like, oh, you want the cocaine? Here it is. And his whole plan of having it on the hoist is it just drops, and it lands intact. I don't know what the plan was there. Yeah, it's just like, um, here it is. I think Lamb. he was probably hoping it would fall on... Or somebody would be under it when he... You know, did the big reveal, but maybe didn't work. just just for effect. Yeah, you know. but I mean, it didn't explode, it didn't destroy it or anything like that. No. It's just kind of like, oh, that was inconvenient. Talk oh, about us over the here. Bags and- may have opened, and you oh. know, cocaine oh, then it goes back to me. Yeah, totally sure. spoiled that cocaine. He bruised the cocaine. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no. It'd be very gentle. You got to thump it. That's yeah. why you don't stir it. You shake the cocaine. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, he's just this ethereal voice, you know, taunting them from off screen, and then he rides up in the mini tank. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then just start shooting everyone he with the minigun. Murders um, most everybody. almost everybody. Yeah. yeah, and then to, um, everybody but the son. Yeah. yeah, the general guy is sitting in the limo. We didn't know this, but the general is bad. Um, not Quan, the his general, the army mm-hmm. general, our army, yeah, uh, colonel, colonel, whatever. And he's, he's yeah, and he's like doing this deal. He's like, hey, um, I'll take out that tank if you give me a hundred thousand dollars. And so he pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots the tank, and apparently the steel jumped off or whatever. Because all that's left is, is General Kwan's son and the colonel. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes over to investigate the tank, and the snake is sitting well, there. Well, he tells the je- he tells the colonel to check it out. Oh, yeah. He's like, I just said I'd blow up the tank, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you take care of it. It's your yeah. drugs. You deal with this. Yeah. So he goes over there, and he's searching around the tank. Yeah. And then- well, he sees the snake, and, he, and he's like, oh, there's a snake here. And he goes, don't worry about it. It's a pet. And he reaches for it. It bites him. and No, somebody yanks the string tied around the <laughs> neck, right. the snake's well, neck. Sure. It's not him. even a real yeah. snake. It's like just yeah. complete right. rubber prop. You know, I don't catch those things often. So you know if I've caught it, it's bad. Yeah, sure. But Magic for, the plot of, him. for the plot of the movie, he gets bit. And then... He takes one step, and you hear Steel again off screen somewhere. He goes one, takes another step, two, three, and then he's just lays down and dies. Yeah, and the colonel's like, "That thing's a pet snake. What the shit?" And he goes, "I know, it's my pet. Yeah. It's my, it's my that thing me. was supposed to be a pet. It is to me." <laughs> yeah, zing. Yeah, so they come and have this little quick little showdown thing between the colonel and Steel, and mm-hmm. they quick draw, and Steel beats him and mm-hmm. shoots him. Tells him he still talks too much. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, then General Kwan just shows up out of nowhere just because it's like, all right, yeah. fuck it. With Seal Award. Yeah. And he says something like, uh, you know, I, I still got the upper hand. He's like, At I've got edge. your wife. And he's like, you mean ex-wife? Yeah. He's like, so you don't mind if I shoot her? And he's like, actually, I'll help. And he just turns and shoots the grenade launcher thing at them and blow them through this wall. Right. Yeah. The, you know. They make styrofoam walls, or they make, you know, walls out of styrofoam far too often in these factories. Mm-hmm. They do. 
That's why they're always abandoned. It's for insulation. Uh, It's just constant accidents going Mm -hmm. on. People falling through walls. But yeah, he does. They get blasted pretty good Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. through that wall. Yeah, and then, but then like, Quan takes off, and yeah, he, yeah. he kind of digs out to see the ward, and she's like, "You, you shot, freaking me. shot me." And he's like, "Yeah, it was just riot yeah, beanbags." Yeah, beanbags. So yeah, he chases down yeah. Quan, and they occasionally have some sword fighting going on because the whole movie he's been carrying dual katanas, you know, one vertical, one you know, down mm-hmm. on his back. Never pulled them out once before in this in the movie. So finally, Quan's about to slice him with a sword, and just he goes, ha! And they start sword fighting all over the place. Terrible, terrible sword fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, like the whole climax of this movie is weird. Yeah. It's like just strangely paced. There's no urgency to anything that's happening. Nope. And Martin Cove doesn't sell any of it either because he, like, never moves more than, like, a casual stroll, which I know is supposed to be, like, the I'm badass and I'm going to kill you thing, but. Yeah, but when you the got, way you, they film yeah. it doesn't work. When you got the all. villain like just always like talking shit, but backing away while he's doing it, it just doesn't make it feel at all scary or imposing or anything like yeah. that. Like neither one of them feel that way. Yeah, and, yeah. and like in a movie like this, like where you're like, okay, this guy's pretty evil. Like let's see him suffer. Yeah. It's kind of like to have a few lame sword fights, and then the guy keeps just running away. Right. Is and then the weirdest thing is like they kind of given up on the sword fighting thing, and. Now Steel is wielding. Well, they do this weird thing when they go through the sewers, and he does the plant the grenade thing again, like he's going to get him with that. Mm-hmm. Steel just shoots the grenade launcher thing up through the grate, ruins that plan, and then he's just you know stalking after this guy with his giant grenade launcher thing. Mm-hmm. It goes around the corner, and there's this crane thing, and you yeah, get, hoisting like a pallet, yeah, right? Right. And Quan gets on it and starts raising himself up. Now, and this, what's weird about it is like Steel's just right there. Like I mean, this thing is five feet off the ground and he throws down the grenade launcher and climbs on this pallet thing with him. Why he didn't just shoot him with the grenade launcher? I don't know. Yeah. And the fact that he's just hanging off the side of this thing, he's totally giving this guy the upper hand. Right. right? But then all of a sudden we get one of a, a really terrible edit where suddenly they're both up on the rooftop. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's and just steel like, has better positioning than the other guy who was higher yeah, up anyway. They basically just both get off this thing. Like, all right. Yeah. It looks cooler to fight up here rather than on the ground. That mm-hmm. was like the only point of being on this crane thing yeah, at it's all. It's more well lit up here. who was controlling the crane? I, I don't know. It's automated. If it feels weight, <laughs> it just starts <laughs> yes. moving. That, yeah. 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 But they're up on this ledge and they, they fight again a little bit and he makes steel drop his swords and somehow steel, Gets him to like start falling over, and as he's falling over, he yanks the pin off of a grenade. Yeah, and tosses him and off, tosses off, him off the, the side balcony, which is kind of great because he doesn't even bother to hit the ground. Like halfway down this fall, <laughs> he just blows. He, he up. just explodes into this little fireball. That was Sparkles. good. I liked it. Yeah, and but it's just it's kind of like a weird ending. Like it's cool because like you know because explosions. Yeah, guy explodes and everything. But why they went up there in the first place? It's all just very strange. Yeah. And then of course because it can't just end there. No. 80s ending. You, you, we have to have the paramedics there and the, yep. and the cops investigating. And Ronnie Cox talking to him and just being like, you know, you're yeah. not so bad a cop after all. You can have a job. Your job's yours. You can change. Come on, Steel, you can change. And then Steel Award, uh, you know. Pulls. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Punches Ronnie Cox in the face. Yep. He's like, no, he can't change. Yep. She pulls the Holly McLean. Punches a, year the- early. Yeah, a year early. A year early. I might add. Yeah. Punch Die in the Hard face. ripped off this movie. Oh, yes. 100%, Chuck. Totally. Yeah. And then he's just like laying there in the ambulance like, oh, my jaw. And they get in his car they and drive his off. Car. Yeah. And hey, to that's which my he car. goes, hey, that's my car. And the whole time Martin Cove's just like grinning like an idiot at him. 
Yeah. Uh, now she's they, like, he's got everything he needs uh, right yeah. here. So it's Martin Cove, Seal Ward, and the 30-year-old, 14-year-old. Yes. In the back of the car, because apparently they've adopted her now. One big Soon happy family. Ye. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. Credits. Yep. Rating. Rating. Us. Uh, Stargrove. I mean, one amazing song. Yes. 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 That song qualifies, yeah. The song does, but also it's it's got that 80s soundtrack. It like the, the electronic... Like this was all made on somebody's Casio soundtrack. Well, and, the, and the first opening one, it actually sounded like sleigh bells and weird. It was yeah. It was also ripping off Die Hardy early. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Damn even it. though there was nothing Christmassy about this movie, but no, I'll allow it. Yeah, but I know I'd say Stargrove. Sure. Okay, like I said, we don't get songs like that anymore. No, we don't. Fire <laughs> have to embrace them. Straightforward songs. Okay, so over montages. Standard standard ratings. Standard ratings. Go smarmy flim face. <laughs> uh, one jocks. It is. It's. It's mildly entertaining. It does a lot of things badly. Um, it's like all the components are there for everything that we love. You, you've got the the right supporting cast. You've got just a meathead lead guy. Mm. You've got the cap the capability of things to explode. They're just all done in the wrong order and not with any style or care, especially the whole like you were saying, the last like 10, 15 minutes is just like the pacing of this is so weird. And then getting on that crane is just dumb. And the way it's timed where Quan gets on it and then Steel jumps on when it's only maybe a foot off the ground Mm -hmm. and has to just sort of pretend like he's struggling to get on it because the timing was off. It's just. Yeah, there are certain things where you have to realize when they're not working and reshuffle it and try and do it another way. This is just one of those movies where it could have worked, but just for some reason, every single thing just didn't. They were unable to pull a lot of it off. I I give it a jocks for effort. I I think I think it could have been something really good. It didn't offend me. Yeah. So I'll say that. I think I'm feeling very forgiving because I'm actually going to this would be one where I would actually give it a two and a half jocks. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna but be. You can't. I'm gonna be fair, and I'm gonna go up to three, because I think I needed a movie like this. It's been a while since we've had a movie like this, so maybe I'm being a little too kind with it. But um, I mean, there there's stuff to like. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just there, there's so many ludicrous things about it, yeah. like you know, just him defenestrating himself yes. is the jocks right yes. there. Yes. Um, it just this 30 year old girl trying to play 14 is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Martin Cove is just. He's exactly what you want out of these types of dudes. Kind of is, and yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm being a little fair and going a little bit higher, but um, yeah. There's a lot that doesn't work, but there's a lot that does. And I mean, the the intro sequence got me pumped for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just the general when the cops are hanging out in the police station is perfect for this kind of movie. There's a couple of useless scenes, like when they go to see the DA and anything with Shannon Tweed. I mean, other than her showing up to look like Shannon Tweed, mm-hmm. it's just like all that stuff is kind of doesn't need to be there at all but yeah i mean like the gearing up stuff and the montage and yeah i montage I, left a little bit to be desired yeah. oh i that song and i don't know the song was good there but there was only song like in silhouettes on the beach but mm-hmm. yeah there's only there like was only four like shots like, yeah there it. It wasn't a, there was some gearing if, up he was lovingly polishing his knife yeah or, yeah uh, sword he he rubbed a cloth against his knife quickly yeah. <laughs> he put a magazine in a in a firearm and he put another magazine in a firearm that's all you need and then that was the end of the montage yeah. mm-hmm. except for like some he couldn't running. tie his shoes that had been done there was no headband you know 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm between two and three, but I'm probably only going to go two okay. just because the ending to this movie is so unsatisfying. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and that's the thing. I'm saying this about a movie where he tosses a dude off a balcony and the dude explodes before he even hits the ground. Mm-hmm. And yet that's unsatisfying to me, like everything leading up to it. So, yeah. but yeah, it's only a two. I feel like I've given a lot of twos lately, but I don't know. Yeah, I can only go two as well. I mean, it, it, there was something missing, some sort of joy de boom or something that it just didn't have. There were good moments, but not yeah. three. Yeah. Not three. I'm oh, just well. feeling, I'm feeling I already generous. gave it a Stargrove. I'm being generous enough. Okay. And I think, honestly, I think this is what listener Scott said our reaction was pretty much going to be. Yeah. Whereas I think the movie peaks at the, at the jumping through the, <laughs> the window and burning his arm mm-hmm. with a, mm-hmm. with a freaking skillet. Saute, That's pretty good. Saute your arm. Whereas he said it peaked right after the first scene. So Yeah. But hey, it's, still, on, it's on Netflix Instant and Amazon uh, Prime Instant. So yep. there's a couple of places you can watch this for free. Hooray for free. For free-ish. Ish. Free after a fee. Right. So let's take that break so we can talk about some other things, shall we? Sure. Okay. If I you want wait. to. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast, second half. More second of the half. podcast. Half number two of two. All right. Everything you were hoping to hear. So as we uh, as we stated before, uh, several people have uh, recommended this, including this voicemail, which we're going to go ahead and play. Yes, we are. Oh, hi, Garfield phone. Uh, hi, this is Winnie, Connecticut. I'm just calling to let you guys know I really like the show. I've been listening for the last couple months, uh, so I'm not all the way caught up yet, but pretty close. Uh, just to let you know where I'm at. Uh, happy three years. <laughs> and uh, favorite guy in the show would probably be Jay because he's just, I think he's the funniest. Um, mostly agree with Naki. Oh, Harlow. Chuck. I don't know. <laughs> no, just kidding. I found out uh, about the podcast through Chuck's Water Cooler Films on YouTube, which is really good. Had a couple of suggestions. Brain Smasher, starring Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, if you do make a drinking game out of it, and drink every time they say the word ninjas, uh, you will end up like his career. Um, happens a lot. Uh, also, Steel Justice, starring Martin Cove, the guy from, uh, most people know from Karate Kid. That's also really good. I'm like 90% of the way through with it, and uh, pretty great so far. Good 80s flick. Both on Netflix, so check them out. Crash and Burn, Benny out. All right, oh. Benny, new favorite. New he- favorite color. Prank well color, prank color. <laughs> Smart man. Do you agree that BJ sucks? Because you tend to agree with me a lot, but oh, oh, oh uh, mostly agree. See oh. what I did there? Wow, strongly yeah, agree. No, the, the, so how's it feel to be the funny guy, BJ? That's a paradox. You like feel, being funny? Yeah, good. Really funny. Rather be funny than suck like the rest of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Especially right. Chuck, who is apparently the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he did. Sorry to kick you while you're uh, down. Apparently, Chuck. he he made it ninety percent of the movie, so he's probably right at the point where he will. Be we just complained about everything right. <laughs> that happens at the end. Of like, that oh, movie. what a letdown! I should uh, call them back. Yeah. So next but, week, maybe we'll play his apology. It happened. No, he's got, he's caught. He's got to catch up. Oh. He's still like six months back. So yeah. 
So in, brain, in a few months, we'll get a yeah. The other another. one was a brain smasher. Andrew Dice Clay. Wow, mm. watching a whole movie with Andrew Dice Clay. I think I did that once. I don't think I once, can watch once. a whole minute of Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah. I think I I've always been vaguely curious about Ford Fairlane, but That's not the one enough I think I've to watched. Ford Fairlane has exactly one funny thing in it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. I know that that seems to be the consensus on. On that one, at least. And the sad thing is, that's like the one to watch of his. Well, it's the only so. movie that had like money mm-hmm. where everything else went straight to video. Wasn't that Rennie Harlan? Yeah, it was. It too? Yeah. That's messed up. I know. Yeah. So, Brain Smasher. Little Jack Horner. We'll put that one in the corner. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Anyway. Oh. Oh. So, uh, who's watched some movies otherwise? I watched a movie. <laughs> Did it make you cry? Or is he just snotty? Yeah, no snotty jerk. Well, while you're snotty, I can talk about a movie if you well, if you would like, want me out, to. Man. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So I watched the recently uh, released uh, movie Ted. Oh God, the talking teddy bear. Hey, uh, Seth MacFarlane movie. Is that the like little ten minute talks where they yes talk about <laughs> yeah, science so and technology? technology. Cool. Um, the science of porn. So I have to admit, this movie is surprisingly good in a way that I was not expecting. Uh, it is the raunchy version of Toy Story three. But also, it does what? what I think Paul attempted to do, only much better in okay. in nostalgia and things like that. Um, I felt like a lot of Paul was really forced, and I think this felt a lot more natural. And maybe it's just because a big part of this movie is something that I hold very, very dear in uh, ni- the 1980 uh, Flash Gordon movie. Oh. Um, there's a lot to do with that <laughs> in this okay. movie. Weird. Um, and strangely enough, and as I hinted at earlier... There's a weird little callback to uh, what we've mostly considered our least favorite Bond movie, Octopussy. Um, well, what you guys consider your yeah. yes, I was saying most most of us consider our least favorite Bond yeah. movie, Octopussy, because um, yeah, the, the basic story without running too much. It's like they that was the movie they watched, or you know, they went to a diner on their first date. Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis went to uh, you know this diner, and that was what was on TV. And so there's this thing about they even like bring out the song All Time High and oh. <laughs> it's crazy shit. It's just it's like wow. it's so really weird and random. But yeah, the movie's actually kind of funny in, in certain parts and actually kind of almost touching in certain parts. I'm sure that will be you know, all completely dependent on your, your tolerance for Seth MacFarlane. I mean, I mm-hmm. know for whatever reason, all of a sudden lately he is the new guy to absolutely hate. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and I think these things come in waves. You know, yeah. whatever. I think he's just been doing the same thing for too long. Yeah. And, and people have kind of... Does anybody hate get Matt f- Groening like that? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, well, yeah. any of the I cast mean, of The Simpsons? Yeah. yeah. Good point. I think McFarlane's just out there enough. He puts himself out there, so... Yeah. Well, and he, he's... I don't want to say handsome, but he looks like he should be on television. Oh, that's a terrible thing that happened to somebody. Yeah. No. What a jerk. He can also Fucker. be kind of a smarmy jerk face, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, he sings like Broadway songs and, you know, can wear a tux and look okay in it. So mm-hmm. he's okay to host Saturday Night Live, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Matt Groening looks like Harry Knowles. Right. <laughs> this is point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So. so we don't feel like we need to pick on him anymore. Like life's done that enough to him is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't generally like Mark Wahlberg. I thought he was fine. You know, I mean, some of the Boston jokes actually work fine. There's just there's a lot of things to like about this movie more so than I thought there would be. I mean, I just kind of watched it on a whim, and I was like, wow, that was better than I thought it would have been. I think like the last three Mark Wahlberg movies I've seen have been comedies. Yeah. Like Date Night and The Other Guys and 
it's like it's all he's doing now. Okay, so I'm fine with that. I mean, there was also uh, well, if you made the contraband, you would be doing that. Yeah, huh? If you made the happening, you would be trying to what? No, do anything else. I think it's the plans. (laughs) What? Yeah. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was just surprised. I mean, a lot, lot more of this movie worked than I, I thought would. Hmm. So, well, that's in, slightly encouraging. I'm yeah. more I mean, interested to see it now that you've said that. And if you before. need additional encouragement, um, some of the supporting cast is uh, there's Joel McHale. Yay! So, yay! So that's good. And um, is he playing Joel McHale? Pretty much, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that's good. That's all he's good at. Yeah. That dude is tall. Or Mila Kunis is really, really, no, he's, really he's short. He's tall. very, very tall. And she's also very short. Yeah. But yeah. There's a part where they're like, you know, on a date sort of thing, and it's oh. like. Okay, that's awkward. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah, she's pretty. She is pretty. So yeah, Chuck's all drugged up and goofy over there. <laughs> he is. She's pretty. So are you, are you on snotty no, enough to talk about pretty. other movies yet? Yeah, I want to talk about a movie real quick. I watched The Return of the King. Oh, and you wrapped up the so epic Lord of the Rings play. trilogy. Four and a half hours of King returning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What'd you like about that movie? <laughs> How long are the credits in that one officially? Isn't it like 25 minutes? 25 minutes? Okay. So it's closer to around four hours for the movie. Yeah. There's nothing really I could say about it that hasn't been said. I just want to mention two things. One, I think that it was amusing to me that the way into Mordor was to start a Donnybrook in the org or the orc uh, bar. See, I don't even remember that. They, They literally start a bar fight and all the orcs just start beating each other up and they slip out and that's how they get into Mordor. Hmm. A, literally a Donnybrook. One does not simply Donnybrook into Mordor. They did. Uh, no, you, it's it's walk. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you don't walk into Mordor. Oh, you Donnybrook into Mordor. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing I will agree with what everyone said is that it has 27 endings. Um, it should have ended with you bow to no one and fade to credits. That's where the movie what that was a natural ending. It would have gotten me emotional at that point but then Mm -hmm. it just kept going and it just kept going and my wife and i actually at the same point said what the fuck movie out loud on like the ninth fade up to another scene do you think it would have worked differently if they didn't fade as many times as they do the fading hurts it because you keep thinking it's over i remember sitting in the theater i had not gotten up yeah i had finished my large coke three hours earlier (laughs) and just being like i i think that's why i hate that ending even more is because the, the, he was like, you bow to no one, fade out. I was like, fuck yes, and started to get up. Nope. And then it was like, fade back in. I was like, oh, okay, fade out. Oh, getting up. Nope. Yeah. And, you know, and by that time, like, I'm violently stamping my foot, <laughs> trying to help myself not... Piss your pants. Not, yeah, basically not ruin a seat in a theater. I didn't... I It wasn't ruined for me by the urge to urinate. It was just, okay, movie, enough. Yeah end pick one of these just this isn't clue we don't get to decide for ourselves what the real ending is just pick one and end it stop and honestly i don't remember any of the endings except you bow to no one there's a whole bunch of them i know i, sam I know get, sam like, gets a happy ending um oh he oh, does yeah yeah frodo goes and gets on the boat for the elves. gets on the boat that's right i remember yeah i do remember Boy, you were just the toys. The sorry right, thought, what, but no but i just like bilbo that gets on the boat no, he did that earlier. He did. B- okay. Bilbo and Frodo get on the boat together. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And Gandalf. I, I think, I think what hurts those like, it's not just that experience that I had with him, but I really only remember the one with him telling them, "Yeah, you bow to no one." I I literally did not remember any of the other ones until you guys started saying that stuff. Yeah. That's 
to me, that's the end of that movie. If I could go back and re-edit it, that's where it would end for me. I, know. I think that's a Peter great Peter Jackson was doing a favor to all of the nerdy guys that were bawling their eyes out at that point in time to give them give, time to recompose themselves. Give them time to un, your eyes a Maybe. little bit. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't need to give them a half hour. I, I know. <laughs> you got to get time for the visine to work. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, those movies, yeah, that's what they are. They're movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we did have an email from Strelnikov oh. regarding that. Oh, and as with most of his emails, I have to summarize it a little bit because it was a bit long. But he basically said, you know, he had to laugh because either you're all in or you're not on those. Yeah. Was his main point. Like, either He's you, right. you've read the books and you know what's up and you're... It's not like, you know, he compares it to um, Crawl or Dragon Slayer or Hawk the Slayer where it's like you can just jump in and be in those movies sure. and understand their universe. And yeah. even Conan. Be, even and, Conan works that way because... Yeah, I mean, like, be with a, them right off the bat. Yeah, there's a long lore of Conan that you can go in with the knowledge of, but you don't need it to watch Conan the Barbarian. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know... I think we joked about it. I was going to download them at work because I have, you know, iTunes match when they upgraded iTunes. Now uh-huh. you can pull your movies from match. Oh, okay. Which Didn't is nice. Yeah. And, but I was joking that because it was taking so long, because oh. like cabin in the woods yeah. took six hours to download. I was like, I could have torrented ta- cabin in the woods like five times now and watched it in the span of that. It was but probably it, but, uh, so many people doing that all at once, like when it came out. Yeah, it must be that. But yeah. I was I was joking that I could start I could get the first Lord of the Rings, start watching it as I download the second one, and maybe it'll be done by the time so I could just keep going. You could read all three books yeah. while you're downloading mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing about the the extended editions that I I didn't mention this before, but if you want to get really <laughs> nerdy about it, they actually weave in some of the um I've never learned how to pronounce it. The Cimmerillion. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They, they blend in some of that storyline, too. <laughs> Chuck is looking at us with scared eyes. There's He's a, like a, a trapped Wolverine. There is another book that, that Tolkien wrote that um, was basically the entire Lord of the Rings from the perspective of the elves, which is oh. almost impossible to read. Like, you have to be a, a true super fan to read that because it's you were talking about the all the different weird names. Well, think about a, a Galadriel and Eftel and a six seven hundred page book with nothing but crazy elf names and elf name place names. Yeah, so I mean, some of that crazy elf stuff about them going off into the you know the waters and everything that's actually from there. And Is there any sort of appendix with these books? Oh yeah, like that says. I'm sure but, but no, no, that like explains. Okay, oh, like this is this cribs note, crib notes. Yeah, that no. sort of thing. <laughs> well, that I mean that that book almost reads like uh, the section of like the Genesis from the Bible because I mean there's like entire sections about lineage of elves oh, and Ted shit. Beget. Yeah, Ned. it's it's crazy. I mean that's like super crazy Oxford scholar bullshit <laughs> that's going on in there. Like because I mean as he, another thing Stonekov said in his email was like you know. Tolkien was basically working on the lore of Lord of the Rings for like 30, 40 years before he actually wrote book one. You know I mean? hey, I appreciate he, the dedication. Yeah, I really he had do. this yeah. crazy universe created. I mean, I, and I appreciate all that stuff too, but it's just, I don't know, maybe he had the talent for world building in his head, but I guess it's, it's a bit impenetrable for people who aren't really like well, the, uh, ready to sit down and study. Lord it. of the Ring books are fine. I'm saying like that's yeah. You, if you want to go pro, like upgrading, you go and read the yeah. similar and I Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, I've never even attempted. I mean, I read like 30 pages and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, he also wrote languages for the books. Yeah. Like he wrote an sure. Elvish that that Elvish right. That's he made that up. Yeah, like He's I can't insane, imagine like super. Yeah, yeah you can study. That I can't imagine like thinking on that level. Like on the level of inventing a language, on the level of just having all that stuff in your head and knowing was, inherently what all of it 
means yeah. and how all of it relates to everything else. Well, he was somewhat of a linguistic scholar of some yeah. sort before he wrote those or while he was reading them or writing them. And then like in yeah. the 50s, he sold the rights to all this stuff for like $18,000. Yeah. Like just yeah. gave it away. I mean, how do you work so hard on something for 50 years and then just go, yeah. Well, I think uh, he was also a well, professor. He's probably doing all right otherwise. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. So what do you think of The Hobbit being three movies? Since is we're it, on wait, this subject. three now? I thought it was it's two. Three. Yeah. Oh, it's three. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's three, and the first one is almost two hours and 45 minutes. Jesus but they are, that, to be fair, from what I understand, they are bringing in a lot of wider universe than just The they Hobbit. They would have to. They're They'd going to. to be fleshing out a whole lot more, like the dwarves and... I mean, I I love the universe, and I think Peter Jackson is extremely talented, and I'd like to see more, but really, three fucking movies off The Hobbit? I mean, nothing fucking happens in that book. It's like three chapters of, you know, fuckhead dwarfs walking in and bumping into each other, and then they fight one little battle, and then they go to a dragon, and he does riddles with Gollum, and that's the move. That's the book. That's what's weird, too, about (laughs) these three movies is I feel like there's no buzz whatsoever for them. Like yeah. nobody's coming out like next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's in a couple of weeks and nobody cares. Like, I mean, I'm seeing commercials, but the only thing I'm hearing is people complaining about the 48 frames per second stuff, which that's because you're only reading Internet assholes. I know, but it'll it'll make a bazillion dollars. Yeah. It, Plus, it has the Star Trek trailer attached to it, so it'll make some money just from the Star Trek people being like, let's yeah, go buy a ticket for the Hobbit. But I'm more curious about yeah, the 48 well, frames that, per that second That could actually stuff. be really bad. Like, if they, I can't if they, wait to actually like, oh, love the, the, the 48 frames. Oh, the Trekkies and the Hobbit like, people? No, no, no. I mean, like, if they drop some knowledge about Star Trek, people will literally have their geekgasm at the beginning, and then oh. they like, fuck this movie, I don't even care anymore. Like, they just showed me Khan right. or whatever the hell What was the do? movie that had Star Wars Episode One trailer? Was it Wing Commander? <sighs> Wing Commander. Yeah. yeah. And people watched that and left? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that'll happen. No, with Hobbit, of course. I'm just saying, at it, least they it, picked it could, a good movie it could to attach hurt it to. The perception of it, if like, if this is one of those trailers that goes like, "Oh my god," because they've been really secretive about the plot of this. Super obviously. secretive. I mean, if they yeah. drop like, "Oh my god," there's Khan, you know, like or some, whatever people have speculated, like yeah. people could just be like, "Oh my god," and then like, I don't even care about Hobbits anymore. Yeah, but it, to me, it's sad that I'm more curious to see how the 48 frames per second stuff looks. If it's too smooth, because that's been the complaint, is it's the whole it makes it look like a soap opera stuff. You'll see. Like I'm I'm curious about that and I'm curious about how that works with three D because it's again, they're making this in three D also. And I, I have no idea if it was filmed in three D or if it's post or what, but dunno. I'm I don't sure know. I don't know. Considering it's Peter Jackson, it's probably, it's probably filmed, filmed in three D, yeah. so yeah. it'll at least be tolerable three D. And not fakey. I didn't know it was three bullshit. movies. I thought there was two, and I still thought that was stretching. It was two for a while, and then they said, "Let's make it three. Yes. And everybody like me said, Ugh. "Or are they at least doing like? Is it going to be a year between each one? Or are they yep. going to do? Yeah, yeah. Three yeah, Christmas in a row. Jesus Christ. Yeah. See, and that, that seems to be the common reaction. Is everyone's like, "I guess I'll see it," but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but it's tough point. knowing like you're not getting the full story right off the bat. Yeah. I'd and rather know that, that. And knowing that people are saying like, you know, the Hobbit books were significantly shorter or the Hobbit book, I should say mm-hmm. significantly shorter than any of the Lord of Rings books. Yes. Way shorter. Like you can sit and read the Hobbit in like an afternoon easily. Yeah. I mean, that's, but again, crazy. They are from what I understand, the reason that or the way that they're making it three hours worth of actual movie is bringing in, because Tolkien wrote so much shit yeah, yeah. about all this, and they apparently have dived through manuscripts and 
just like, oh, cool, there's stuff. We'll put that in, a scoop of this, you know, sprinkle I mean, it hey, look, there's an audience for it. It'll make a yeah. bazillion dollars. Yeah. I can't fault it. Hooray, bazillions it's of sad. dollars. It's sad. Like, it's one of those things I don't want to complain about at the same time it is. It's that feeling of, like, that's a lot of time and waiting and Ah, you're unemployed. Shut up. Well, I'm not going to be for three years. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we do too. Yeah. The, the irritating thing about this will be though that this will probably open less than Return of the King made, and then everyone will just report that it'll be just like Hobbit Mania is over. Yeah, and that'll be the story, which is just dumb. Yeah, but whatever. We'll I see. Can't wait to love the 48 frames per second. Okay. Just because. So I saw a couple other movies. I no, you about. didn't. Go ahead. Um, I would apparently other than Ted, my, my lone exception, I was kind of on like a, like one day I was like, I'm going to watch some historically based on true story movies. So I watched two of them. What were they? Uh, first one, uh, I watched the Brian Singer movie that nobody ever watched was Valkyrie. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That had Tom Cruise. It did. And Nazis. How was it? Um, it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's probably, it was a, a smart choice for Brian Singer to do after Superman stalks. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, he needed something completely different just to kind of wash everybody's taste out. But then apparently nobody saw this movie. It came out on Christmas Day. Yeah, not why a, would you go see that? No, not definitely not the movie for no. Christmas Day. God, that was yeah. four years ago already, too. Is it that long? Yeah, it came out in two thousand eight. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, I just it had been sitting on my DVR, and I was like, I think I'll finally watch this, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's got Kenneth Branagh in it. It does. Um, and some other people. Yeah. Terrence Stamp. <laughs> Terrence fucking Stamp, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. But I I don't know. It's pretty good. It's interesting if you're interested in that era of things. You know, I mean, if you're interested in World War II and I, it's kind of a, a story I wasn't familiar with. No. You know, that. I, I will admit I'm interested in it because I remember the trailer being like, uh, okay, they get up to a point where basically Tom Cruise has a gun on Hitler. Yeah, Ish. not really, but yeah. But I mean, just the, the way the trailer, trailer presented it, it was way. just like, "Here's Tom Cruise. They've infiltrated, and now it's time to kill Hitler." And it's like, "Are what? No." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you generally you generally have me in when you use the words or the phrase "Let's kill Hitler." Sure, you absolutely. Know? I mean, that's that sounds like fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a lot of intrigue kind of stuff, though. You know, sneaky, sneaky planning, planning, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's not fantastic, but it's it's pretty good. Hmm. So. Serviceable. Serviceable. I like that. I like serviceable. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely no Band of Brothers or anything like interesting like that. Okay. And the other one I watched, which I have a little bit more opinion on, is uh, Clint Eastwood's J. Edgar. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. another okay. one nobody saw. Uh-huh. Holy crap. I forgot that movie existed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. So, this is a very strange movie. Um, not only based on who made it. Right. But, like, if... <sighs> I assume that they did quite a bit of research in making this movie, uh-huh. um, biographies and autobiographies and things of the like. And if that's true, I don't know how a person as crazy and fucked up as J. Edgar Hoover ever rose to start one of the most powerful organizations in America or, you know, departments in America. In America. Right. That's kind of scary. Like that, that we, there was not that long ago a time where somebody as, you know, mentally fucked up as him and with his own weird agendas as him could do something like that. Um, like I said, there weren't as many checks and balances back then. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, yeah. And there wasn't an internet yeah. where everything you ever do will ever, will be found out by somebody eventually. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, the way, I mean, they do not paint him in a good light through most of this entire movie ever, really. I mean, the thing is, like, it's a very, very negative movie towards that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes they they write a fine line of like, well, you know, they got this thing about them, but they did this these good things, so it's kind of okay. Like, he's painted as just being kind of outright fucked up throughout the whole movie. And, um, I mean, it's it's a really good movie as far as performances and things go. I mean, there's a lot of people in old old people makeup through a lot of the movie because it's a lot of young, fat Leonardo DiCaprio and old, fat Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. All right. And Army Hammer is playing um, the his assistant slash kind of gay lover sure. <laughs> throughout the whole thing. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very strange to think about like people like this may have ever possibly existed and lived the lives that they did <laughs> because like he has a, a fucked up mother who taught him fucked up things and kept him living at home and acting really weird. I mean, like he lived at home like the whole time, like apparently never got married kind of had this weird quasi gay lover on the side that they never actually did anything. Cause he was homophobic because of his, of his mother. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, it's bizarre. It's just a strange, strange movie, but interesting. Like, I mean, it's one of those movies like I, I couldn't turn away and like, I kept thinking about it later after it was over. Like, I don't know if you ever watch movies like that. It's just like, I don't know if I can say I enjoyed it, but I just kept thinking about it. Like, Oh my God. Like that's something. Really stay with up. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, I guess that's a sign of a good movie. Yeah. And and unlike most Clint Eastwood movies, it's not utterly depressing. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, like, Yay. Said, you know, he was a messed up dude who kind of lived a messed up life and did a lot of messed up things, but it wasn't like a wholly depressing movie like a lot of his are. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Again, like if you're into history and politics and things like that, it's not a bad watch. And it's been playing a lot of a lot of the movie channels okay. fairly recently. Oh, yeah. But it's pretty long. Like two two hours and forty minutes, I think. It's nothing. I've sat through the Lord yeah, of the I Rings. <laughs> it's a cakewalk. Banffcast has spoiled me. Anything over ninety five minutes, I'm like, out. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Third act should started by now. Yep, exactly. Yeah, but a lot of people show up in this. Like, I mean, in small parts. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I think people are just like, I want to work with Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. I'll you know, yeah. I'll play a part that's five ten of minutes course. long. Sure. Yeah. Man, I, I was looking at Brian Singer's filmography. Like, he hasn't done anything since Valkyrie. Yeah. He did that Munster's pilot. Yep. Which they oh, are trying yeah. to pass off as a TV movie now. Are they? Even though it was like, it was, you know. It, was it aired on Halloween. A, yeah, it was a Halloween special. I was yeah. going to, I was yeah, wondering. he directed that. Yeah, which I know is it, weird. I knew he did that, but I mean, I was wondering why there weren't any more. I guess that was it for now. Or yeah, possibly ever. because it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then he's he's got an animated Jack the Giant Slayer. I think it's a DreamWorks thing. Okay. One of those type. And yeah, then X-Men Days of Future Past. Apparently he's doing that one. So. Because mm-hmm. Matthew Vaughn moved on, which is he officially doing the new Star Wars? He, or I, I sure hope so. Yeah, that could be awesome. Yeah, unless they want to let him make a James Bond movie, like I said. Oh, God. Don't do this to me. <laughs> don't say these things. Why not? Well, not. I don't want to make a Daniel Craig James Bond movie. <laughs> no, I know. You and I are on the same wavelength yeah. as far as what we would want somebody to do with James Bond. But yeah, but yeah, I. That's weird. Like Brian Singer was huge for so, and then like, 
I know we don't like Superman. I know there are people who I, I there are it, people who do. Chuck included in that group. I, I actually but, do. I, I I like calling it Superman Super Stalker or whatever, but I actually do kind of like that movie. Most of it. There are parts I really don't like, and things about it I really don't like. But as a, as a whole and a concept, I do really like it. Yeah, but I mean, was the reaction to that one that bad that everyone just kind of yeah. was like, "Fuck you," you know? Because like, I mean, Valkyrie that was. Wasn't that close to the height of Tom Cruise rejection too? Well, there, there, there's a weird going on about about that time where everyone was just like, "Fuck Tom Cruise." That He's was crazy. during one of his crazy times. Yeah, yeah. There's a so lo- I think that didn't help either. There's a but. lot of heat being thrown on Brian Singer because he left X Men after making what everyone thought was the best one, and then you get the worst one, and so yeah. everyone's like, "Well, fuck you! You ruined this series by leaving it." Right. And then you took on Superman, and as most people thought, "Fuck this up." And then there's like, so I'm just saying, it's like there's a lot like. Well, that was disappointing there. for him to leave X-Men to go make, you know, a dream project that turns out how that one did yeah. and, and performs the way it did at the box office as well. So that, that's got to kind of suck. But. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's a compounded thing. Like he had nothing to do with X-Men three. Oh, I th- actually may have produced he was it. Or, producer. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, he was producer on uh, the other one too. Yeah. First on class. the first class. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just saying it's like, you know, you have all of that that you're building up this franchise that is now like in full gear. Cause I think X- X-Men two is far better than the first one. And, and it's like you have the shitty third one. Everyone's like, well, fuck you. That's Brian Singer's fault for not directing him. And fuck you for making the Superman. And fuck you for working with Tom Cruise. And yeah. 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 It's just like compounded all. But I mean, Valkyrie had the, the same writers as usual suspects. I mean, you know, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not always hit maker writers, but I mean, they, yeah. they do pretty good. And I, mean, I recently watched Usual Suspects and that movie still holds up so fucking well. It's such a good movie. I mean, it's just, it's like almost infinitely rewatchable in my opinion. Hmm. It's been a while since I watched it, but I I saw it quite a few times in the 90s yeah. when I was deep in my movie. Like, I will rewatch stuff just to analyze the shit out of it phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the only other movie I watched was I had to watch Flash Gordon after Ted. Literally. It was like, <laughs> I stopped it and was like, yeah, I'm going to get the DVD. This is happening. I know. You'll never watch that movie. Yeah, Queen. One, 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 one thing is going to ruin it. I know. Queen. <laughs> Queen doing the soundtrack. It's the best damn soundtrack ever. Ugh. So good. I do like the opening credits, though, even if they are singing over it. Mm-hmm. But just the style that they use for all that stuff is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if that's it, how about we get some contact information? Move along. Move along. All right, kids. Check us out at the website, bmfcast.com. Check us out on facebook.com slash bmfcast or twitter.com slash bmfcast. Check us out on Stitcher, which is an app for all of your relevant mobile devices. Uh, We'll stream our glory directly to your ear holes. Check us out on iTunes. Search, subscribe, rate, review, BMFCast. Five stars, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Send us an email to bmf at bmfcast.com. Or you can send a voicemail to bmf at bmfcast.com. You can record yourself saying something. Send it to us. We'll play it. It happens. Or an easier way is just pick up your telephone, dial 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263 to call us on the Garfield phone, the BMFCast hotline. Leave us a message. You know you want to do it. All your friends are doing it. It's cool. The coolest, in fact. Totes cool. Right. Let's get out of here so Chuck can go sleep or <laughs> yes, something. Right. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is BMFCast out. <laughs>